Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Cap City Sportscast. My name is Callahan Steed. I cover the Monona Grove, Silver Eagles, the Cambridge Blue Jays, the Deerfield Demons, and the McFarland Spartans. My name is Peter Lindblad. I cover the Wanaki Warriors, the uh, Forest Norskies, Point of Pumas, and Lodi Blue Devils. And the least responsible member of this podcast, Ryan Gregory. <laughs> uh, I have Sun Prairie East and West, Marshall, and Waterloo. Yeah, if you're wondering why Ryan is the least responsible one, he he was no, you know, actually, you were very responsible. You were in yep. the office doing work, and then you just lost track of time. Yep, uh, we're supposed to record at one thirty on Thursdays. It was one forty, and I uh, uh, Cal sends me a text. I I said, oh boy, and I had to sprint over to the Sun Prairie Media Center real quick from the office. So that's why we're on the on these mics today because. Uh, the other room was booked up because I was so late. Yeah, that's okay. We'll allow it. You're an esteemed uh, sports writer from Sun Prairie. We'll allow it. But one of the reasons, <laughs> though, why you were late is because you're writing up some recruitment stories because yesterday, uh, if you're a big college football fan, National Signing Day. And there was a lot that happened on Wednesday. Uh, we were all at different areas for, you know, wherever we were at Uh <laughs> And I think, Peter, we'll have to start with you. I was you, doing a lot of walking that yeah. day. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically you weren't at Wanakee, <laughs> but probably the biggest breaking news story of the day from there, Robert Booker decommits from Big Ten powerhouse UCLA and decides <laughs> yeah. to recommit to Wisconsin after initially committing to Wisconsin in the first place. Yes, uh, yeah, and I have to apologize for not being there. My car was in the shop. And I had to walk from the office to to the repair shop at about four thirty five o'clock on Wednesday. So I was not I was not able to be there. But yes, tight end Robert Booker, um, he's the uh, first team All State, uh, three star recruit. Um, and if you remember the state title game, you know I, 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 Robert wasn't needed a whole lot for that Wanakee football team because they had so many weapons on offense, including David Emmerich, the wide receiver, the the quarterback, Vance Johnson, and a great running game led by Ben Lindley, who uh, they had two other running backs. So they just had an embarrassment of riches, but you knew Robert Booker was going to make an impact at some point in the year. And it happened to be in the state title game when he caught uh, two touchdown passes, including um, one right near the end of the game, that could have sent it into overtime, except for Wanaki decided to go for two uh, to try to win the game at that point. They were down 34-33, um, and the two-point conversion failed. But uh, Booker's had a great two years. Um, you know, he was highly regarded last year. Uh, really made an, uh, kind of had a coming-out game. I, I forget who it was against, but uh, I remember being there and, you know, you could tell, like, this is a kid who's six six. he's lanky, he runs smooth routes, he runs smooth. If you saw the uh, one of the first touchdown in the state title game, he kind of caught a little swing pass, and he just made, he's six six, and he just had these long strides, <laughs> and he, it almost looks like, you know, when you're that tall, you're, it almost looks slow, but it's not yep. because he's covering so much ground, <laughs> and he's just he, he was able to avoid a tackle there too uh, uh, near the you know near the end zone and uh, get in. But uh, you could just see, I mean, he's such a, a talented big target. Um, he made a, a game-winning catch um, uh, last year, uh, and I think uh, came up with one this year, like uh, in the corner of the end zone. 
Um, so when when the when the game's on the line, you know they go to him a lot. They got to throw to. He's yeah. a, he's such a perfect target, you know. And uh, you know, I I thought he was going to have a huge statistical year, but you know, like I said, when you got so much so many weapons, you know, he didn't have a huge statistical year, but he still made a big impact uh, for that team. And uh, yeah, like uh, like um, Callahan was saying, you know, he he originally committed to Wisconsin. Um, everybody was really excited about that, <laughs> and uh, and then he uh, flipped to UCLA, um, and uh, you know that was in, you know that was a big story. Um, it was, it was inter- interesting kind of times, and then uh, yeah, on uh, Wednesday he took the shirt off and revealed that it was he was going to UW. Right so back to where it yeah, so I mean that's that's big news. You know, it was a big day for UW recruiting uh, for football, anyways, and. You know, Robert Booker was one of the headliners. Yeah, and also, too, they also bring in another guy that you know, Mason Lane, also going there as well, too. I know we chatted a little bit about it uh, with, you know, everything that's going on with Mason Lane's career, but it's always fun, Wisconsin. You're just going to grab some kids that are just solid football players, coach them up, Mm -hmm. see what you can make out of them. Yeah, and, you know, Mason had his signing, uh, too, on Wednesday. Um, He's a preferred walk-on to play safety. Uh, and he was, as a lot of people know, he was played on both sides of the ball the last few years as a safety and a quarterback. And as a quarterback, he led the Blue Devils to the Division IV uh, state title and an undefeated season this past fall. Um, you know, I mean, undefeated season, 15-0 and state champions. He's a first-team All-State quarterback, uh, first-team All-Region quarterback, conference player of the year, first-team All-Conference quarterback, All-Finals team. Yeah, and he set a bunch of single season and career school records too. So I mean, he's he's gonna go down as one of the best players in Lodi uh, school history and program history. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, you know if he can uh, you know break into um, you know get break in at, at UW and get some playing time at safety, maybe on special teams. I mean, he's he's a really good athlete. You know, he's ruggedly built. He's a really good wrestler this uh, this winter, as uh, you know everybody knows as well. Not so, afraid of contact. Not afraid of contact. Yeah, he used to bowl people over at quarterback, yeah, when he ran. So, and he would get out in the open and, you know, Not looking to get too. out of bounds. He's no, that's no. That's what happens when you're a wrestler. <laughs> right. a wrestler afraid of contact. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah, UW got a couple of local products there. Yeah, and just as a Badger fan, obviously, uh, just pumped about it because it's like we we follow these kids, and then it's like for people that don't know, it's like, hey, just keep an eye on that kid. And so I'm excited for it. And also, too, uh, shout out to, like, everybody with, like, with just how different recruiting now is today with just everything going on. Uh, it's been, like, really nice, especially with, like, Booker's story where he was, like, hey, you know, like, I was just open and honest with everybody, and, like, UCLA was open and honest, same with mm-hmm. Wisconsin. So I think just sometimes as fans we forget about, like, all that stuff. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're high school recruits making decisions. So, yeah, you know, don't run anybody out of town just if they don't yeah. choose your favorite team. So that's just my word of advice. And you never know what will happen where these kids will lead. So, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, you obviously with Sun Prairie East. And also I know there are a couple others as around two uh that also had some signings but what have you been working on that made you late for coming here uh you know the big story is uh logan gross the badger large offensive lineman of the year uh first team all-state as a senior honorable mention all-state as a junior uh made his choice to go to uh, northern illinois as a preferred walk-on and uh it's it's a notable story because you know pretty much everyone told him he was too small 
You know, mm-hmm. even at the um, at the D two spots that where he had offers, places like Bemidji, places like you know Northwest or yeah Northwest Minnesota, things like that. He was going to be an interior lineman even there. I mean, he was done playing tackle pretty much regardless of mm-hmm. where he went. And so he he was like, you know, I know I'm good enough to play D one ball. And so it's, uh, I think North Northern Illinois came off came offering with the PWO earlier this month and he just took a little bit of time to to mull it over and decided to go go down there same as uh evan malcor if you'll remember from two years ago from that sun prairie state team that came runner up uh so two cardinals in the offensive line room now for the huskies but Hmm. you know that's the big one on top of uh you know sun prairie east north which is developing up there at north dakota with the with the commitment of both sam estranga the younger brother of you know the next product of tight end u addison estranga at, at at iowa right now as well as uh, big old Alton Williams, who's about six nine, uh, two hundred and I think seventy something last I mm-hmm. saw. So a couple big gets for the for the Fighting Hawks there. Those were the those were the big time D one uh, football comments to make from uh, Semper East. Yeah, and then also I guess uh, to stay in the Missouri Valley Conference, uh, Monona Grove uh, senior offensive lineman Sam Hawker uh, is going to be heading to South Dakota university to play for the coyotes. Uh, he Hawker, a very interesting story had not gone out for football until his junior year of high school, but a smart decision as he is six foot nine. So, you know, just (laughs) the pedigree of an offensive lineman right there. I always like to, I've figured out over the years, you can't teach side size and speed, uh, you can always teach technique later, and that's kind of what Hawker's been. Uh, but it's just made leaps and bounds. I mean, he started as a junior, but he didn't get any, like, all-conference or anything like that. But as a senior, uh, unanimous first-team all-conference for the Badger Small, uh, honorable mention all-state, and then also, too, I believe was all-region as well, too. And so with the limited amount of playing time that he had, a uh, very interesting uh, recruiting process because he had his range from Division three offers uh, in the WEAC, uh, Division two offers, uh, Division one offers, and then also preferred walk-on opportunities. So just any opportunity really where he could go. He had a preferred walk-on opportunity at Wisconsin and Miami, but he decided to go with South Dakota because it was Division one, and that was their first scholarship uh, offer that he got from a Division one program. So he is going to be going out to South Dakota uh, to play football out there. So great story there, and uh, just also, too, it's – always interesting when you have guys that are like kind of late bloomers like that that all of a sudden it's like man you know uh six foot nine going out for the football team and great decision and you know he i just asked him i'm like you know i I was like i feel like this was a great decision you made going out for football and he's like basically was like i wouldn't want it any other way so yeah cool uh really excited to see what he does with the coyotes out there and now with everybody being out at North Dakota, you know, it's yeah. going to have to really start paying attention to that Missouri Valley. Good thing I got that ESPN Plus. I'll have oh, to yeah, start same. firing it yeah. up more on the weekends. It seems like we got a lot of local kids playing in those schools, like in the Dakotas. Well, I'll tell you what, APG's yeah. going to have to move yeah, right. the budget a little bit more because we're going to be making a road trip out yeah. there. <laughs> your, your number one coverage for Missouri Valley yeah, football. Right. Jerry Kaminsky, the 2023 grad, is uh, in the running to become their starting quarterback next year at North Dakota. Oh, is yeah. that right? Ran to him at the gym the other day. Really? <laughs> we were chatting about it, and, yeah, he said wow. uh, it's between him and another guy because they're uh, – 
incumbent senior uh, graduated out. Really? Well, yeah. that's it. Also, too, I I mean, uh, I work out down in Janesville, so um, it'd be very shocking if I ran into one of my kids down there. But I, I feel like I would get turned away if I saw a kid just outlifting me in high school. I'd be like, well, I'm going home. So. I, I've accepted that most of them, of them can. I'm not there for pride. <laughs> I don't work out at all, so I'm never going to run into anyone. You did the hiking a couple days ago, so you are good. <laughs> if I walked walk into them on the road, you know. <laughs> Oh, you also have a Yeah, hey, home, look so. at it. You're walking too? All right. <laughs> um, do you guys have any other signings that you want to talk about or anything like that? Or if not, we can definitely move on to boys hockey. You as know, well, I, I, I wasn't sure if I uh, if I talked about this, but there was, uh, you know, a day in uh, November where Wanakee just, they had like 11 signings. And I don't know if I've mentioned them too much. I mean, Izzy Stricker, of course, to go into the UW to play golf, the two-time state champion. But she was joined by um, teammates Jordan Shipshock, who's going to UW-Green Bay, and George Volley is going to play at uh, Winona State. But probably the, the most interesting news uh, signing other than Robert Booker for Wanakee um, might be the, the five lacrosse players um, who are going on. You got Wade Bryan who's going on to St. John's. Uh, Nate Sampson who's going to uh, York College of Pennsylvania. Uh, Gunnar McFadden, the backup quarterback on the football team, is going to play lacrosse at Cleveland State. And Carter Blackburn, you know, one of the best players in the state, uh, is going to play at uh, Loyola, Maryland. I think I originally said Chicago, and Gosh. I made a mistake on that I one, but it's Loyola, Maryland. Yeah, and that's not even mentioning uh, Brandon Sawicki, who's going to play at Carthage College. So, Oh, and no problem making that mistake for Loyola, because as soon as you said Loyola, <laughs> my thought instantly went to Sister Jean. So if I would have interviewed those too. kids, I would have been yeah. like, oh, did you meet Sister Jean on the recruiting trail? And they would have went, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's yeah. also great for all the lacrosse players. And yeah, All those like, guys are going to be back, and they were all in the state championship game last year. So, so Wanakee could be in for a big year lacrosse. Well, Wanakee's ready to do some hurting yeah. when it comes to lacrosse. Ryan, anything else you wanted to talk about? Any big signings or anything like that? I'll, I'll touch on a couple hot hot zones for all my teams because uh, uw Claire picked some pretty East clean. They got, um, they got Jay Stolte and um, John McLean coming out there for track. Uh, we got uh, Luke Dam and Drew Cavanaugh going there for football. So four total commitments just to the Blue Golds uh, on Wednesday, which was cool. And then uh, UW Platteville got the services of a couple of Waterloo guys. Benny Marshall and Trevor Ferrari both made their commitments official earlier this week. Uh, hoping to get stories out on them soon. But you know, uh, I talk I talked a lot about that senior class at Waterloo, and those were two, two of the best. So you know, it's um, it goes without saying that they deserved a shot at the next level there. And uh, I'll shout out a couple more people from East. Uh, I was at, I was there yesterday. A couple of baseball players. Uh, uh, Buds Hadley is going to UW Milwaukee, and we got Isaac Wendler heading to Aurora. Softball players. Uh, Taylor Baker's heading to South Dakota State, and uh, Grace Cramshuster's heading to UT Chattanooga. And then um, we got to get some Prairie West involved here too. Ian Ackley's heading to Minnesota Duluth, the All-State linebacker. Yes, I was in the office when you were talking with Ackley. It seemed like he was very enthusiastic about it, uh, and I definitely recommend the friendly folk of Sun Prairie go check out that article that you yeah. are probably in the process of and, writing. And UW-Milwaukee, that baseball team, is also going to have Wanakee's Tate Schmidt. Exactly, yeah, a lot to watch. Uh, yeah. yeah, Ian Ackley is <laughs> one of the best kids I've ever worked yeah. with. I mean, what a – Great head on that kid's shoulders. I'm happy. He got a shot at the next level. Yeah, absolutely. And then I guess for uh, my schools, uh, 
McFarland, uh, a couple weeks ago I went there. Emily Sprang is going to the University of Minnesota for rowing. Uh, she had never, like, rowed before but has done, like, a bunch of other uh, endurance sports, and she tried it out for the first time and really liked it. So I thought that was a cool story. And then uh, two basketball commits are heading to the state of Iowa. Haley Tessalone is going to Cornell College, I believe. I'm kind of going off the top of my head here, so I might get that <laughs> wrong. So I apologize. Tessalone is just an all-around solid player. Uh, we'll get you a couple points, get you a couple rebounds, a couple of assists, a couple steals. <laughs> Uh, and also great defense as well, too. And then Tegan Mullaney is going to the University of Iowa, one of the top players in the state, one of the top players in the country as well, too. Just all-around fun to watch. Uh, basically does it all for the Spartans. So no shocker there that she is going to play at Division One. And then also for Cambridge, they had a couple people sign uh, their letters of intent back in uh, – November as well too. I was just talking to Peter early on before. I don't understand what the deadlines are for any of these, so it's always like randomly. It seems like it's, it's not worth even trying to figure it yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see here if I can remember everybody off the top of my head. All right. Owen Bernhardt is going to UW Platteville for baseball. Sevilla Freeland is going to Southern Illinois for softball. Um, Carter Lund, I want to say, is going to Madison College for baseball. And then there's one other that I am blanking on right now. Well, I will look up that in a moment while we talk boys hockey, though. So, Ryan, I'll... <laughs> I, I can't forget uh, Morgan Van Weave from Wanakee is going to play at UW for volleyball. Oh, yes, yes. But I think I've mentioned that yes, before. That's so. right. That's, yeah, a that's big another one, yeah. big one. Uh, so, Ryan, I'll touch over with you because uh, it seems like the Sun Prairie Co-op is having a really solid season so far. They were. Oh, my condolences. They were. <laughs> They were off to this awesome 5-1 and one start, which included blowing out uh, Beloit, blowing out the Muskego Co-op, and a 2-1 win over Middleton, a team they hadn't beaten almost three years. So, I mean, it, it was about as good of a start that you could have had. They take a 4-2 loss to Oregon, and you're like, all right, that's to be expected. That's a pretty good Oregon team going on down there. They bounced back with two conference wins over Madison West and Janesville, and, the, and then the schedule got real. Holy moly. Before I forget, let me chime in. It was just those three kids, so okay. <laughs> I was right. Woohoo! Anyway, continue. So it starts on Saturday, uh, December 16th. Uh, they have to go play at Memorial, uh, Madison Memorial, that is, and they lose 5-1. Um, and they follow that up with a game against Verona at home on Tuesday the 19th, and they lose 7-2. to uh, Easton Lemke is one, one of the better goalies in the area, and those two teams have pushed him to about his absolute limit. I mean – I, I, lo- I think that Easton's a great, great goalie, and I think we'll probably have an opportunity to play the position at the next level. But those are two teams that were able to kind of bully Sun Prairie's second and third lines when it came to defense because, you know, the story coming into the year, these are a lot of sophomores. These are a lot of juniors getting their first, you know, reps on the ice at all on varsity level. So um, not a ton of experience, but, you know, you you have to give them credit for going out there and skating with them, but they just don't have the size or the experience to skate with a Memorial or a Verona when it comes to their first two lines of forwards. They're those are grown men going up against you know fifteen year olds that are trying to get their their ice legs if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> their skates underneath them. <laughs> yeah, but you know through all this, a pair of sophomores have been absolutely phenomenal for them. Brady Pruitt and Joe, Joey Tamboli, a couple of, of forward uh, sophomore forwards that have just been. Game in and game out, getting points, pushing the puck up. They do not look like sophomores out there outside of, you know, their build. They're built like sophomores, but the way they play the game, they look like they've been on varsity for the last five years. I mean, it's been really impressive how, you know, you don't start 5-1 and one for no reason. Sumpere has done a very good job of 
getting those kids ready to go, and they 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 really impressed out the gate, and now they've been punched in the mouth. So uh, now I feel like the season starts. Yeah. Now I feel like, cool, you guys had your welcome to varsity moment where you got to beat <laughs> up on a couple teams that weren't as good as you. Then you got beat up on by a couple teams that were better than you. So, How do you respond? Yeah, now it now it becomes they got a couple of non conference games before the uh before the change of the calendar year. I think they're playing Brookfield here soon and then right back into big eight play. Let's see how they bounce back. Let's see how they react to getting punched in the mouth back to back games by two teams that are, you know, you know, have some state aspirations this season. Let's see. How do we rebound from this? How do we, you know, kind of salvage this and try and parlay that into some forward momentum for this team that's made up of almost entirely sophomores yeah and then to go uh to the badger large peter you've got two teams in there want key you know yeah. expect them to be contending for a conference title here and then you never know what will happen with the south central navigators yeah yeah well let's talk uh want key first um they got a, a new coach uh, Tra- uh chase drake is taking over it's their uh, third coach in the last uh, three years um the thing about the want key program is it's always really entertaining hockey they like to fly up and down the ice and they like to score a lot of goals and it doesn't seem like even you know under new coaches that philosophy has changed (laughs) but they're off to a five and two start a solid start four and two in the badger large and they've won their last four uh, including a seven six thriller at the mosquito co-op that you were talking about um they got a high flying tandem of uh david emmerich who should be playing who will be playing at the next level uh for football as a wide receiver you might have uh, heard me talk about him and wide yeah, receiver right. <laughs> for Wanaki. And then the aforementioned Tate Schmidt, who's going on to UW-Milwaukee to play baseball. Uh, they're two different kind of players. Uh, David uh, is about a 5'9 guy who just skates around, is fast, um, real sniper, real goal scorer. And it's not – Tate Schmidt is a goal scorer too, but he's more he's more of a setup guy, uh, can really, uh, you know, pile up the assists. Um and, uh, you know, they're coming off a 9-1 to demolition of uh, South Central um, where Emmerich had a hat-trick. Uh, Schmidt had two goals and two assists. They've got um, Theron uh, Schmidl in net. Uh, he's a new guy. And uh, Tylen, Graf, Tylen Graf has gotten some times there. Uh, so far, um, you know, Emmerich and Schmidt are off to a great start. Emmerich has 17 points team leading. Schmidt is right behind him at 16. And then Carter Allison and uh, Reese Hermanson have uh, 10 points apiece. As far as the Navigators, um, it's a whole new ball game for the uh, Navigators. Uh, last year, this was the DeForest Co-op. Uh, the Norskis played under just the Norskis, but they had uh, DeForest, Lodi, and Poinette. Um, now they're the South Central Navigators, uh, led by first-year coach Brady Debouche, uh, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, but they've, uh, they're have they now encompassing DeForest, Lodi, Poinette, Partyville, Lake Mills, and Madison East, and Madison LaFollette. Um, Don't so, forget Waterloo. Is Waterloo in there too? We got, we got, yeah, uh, I think Carson you're right. Roofner's playing yeah. for him. Yeah, Jeez, yeah, okay. They are hitting up. The yeah, whole so yeah, they've got, they've got players coming in from everywhere. But as far as my coverage area, uh, they got locals uh, Lodi's uh, William Eckstein, um, who I believe is their leading scorer so far this year, uh, and Logan Meyer and Jackson Rentmeister. Uh, Poinettes, Avery O'Day, Chase Meyer, and Trevor Day, and DeForest, Carter Brown, uh, Teddy Loffelholz, and Casey Koopman. 
Um, you know, like I said, last year's co-op of DeForest Lodi and Poinette, uh, and they really struggled last year. They went one and twenty-three, and it's been a tough start uh, so far. They're at one and eight right now. So. Well, hey, already got they're already matching last year's yeah, win right. total. They're hey. going from here. Yeah, nowhere to go. Yeah, but up. So. <laughs> uh, so then I guess uh, one thing uh, I I touched on Monona Grove a little bit, so I'll I'll touch on McFarland first. Uh, I touched on Monona Grove a couple weeks ago, but I'll do McFarland first. And there, if I had to you know describe Monona Grove boys basketball as having some palpable buzz <laughs> around the area. Uh, McFarland also is now palpable buzz, and I think it's starting to trend towards cautious optimism right now for me as well too. <laughs> Look at the adjective. Yeah, oh, they man. are they are seven and two right now. The, under first year head coach Jack Winger, I didn't expect much from them this year. They kind of had an all right season last year. They had graduated some seniors, graduated some all conference guys. So I thought, you know, uh, they they might contend, you know, in the Badger small, like maybe have a nice third or fourth place finish. Yeah, they're seven and two right now. They brought back all conference forward Mason Pomerinning, who leads the team with twelve goals, also has four assists. But my moment of when I realized, hey, this team might be good. They won back the Wabisa Cup over Monona Grove with a three-two victory in two overtimes, mind you. Oof. Not just oh. one overtime to decide it, but two overtimes. <laughs> Ty Polios scored the winner there. So between Polios, Pomeranning, Addison Pennycap, and Drew Snyder, they've had a really good start. Uh, JJ Blattner also scored an overtime win as well, too. And also to their goaltenders, led by mainly Raymond Wheaton, a senior, uh, but also to uh, Steve Hong had a couple of really nice times in that as well, too. Uh, both goalies, over a 95% save rate and three shutouts so far. And, you know, even, like, they've beat up on some teams, but also, too, a big win against Monona Grove. And also, too, they only lost to Edgewood 2-0. So, like, though they're playing hard against good teams, beating teams that they should beat. And so, yeah, this it's been an eyebrow-raising start to the year so far for the McFarland boys hockey team and I'm excited to see where it continues I just remember uh we had some stuff about the McFarland boys hockey team they were doing some like uh you know uh toy drives and canned food drives it seemed like there was a lot of optimism around the community around that and then that's kind of helped lead them in so far a good start and then Monona Grove as well too right now uh four and four right now uh last year they were kind of a streaky team and so far that's kind of been the way this year too they started off four and oh which I had kind of expected uh a lot of seniors that were sophomores under first year head coach Brian Lowick uh who's now in his third year so now all those kids are seniors uh but now unfortunately they're four and four right now so just kind of streaky like I said uh started off the year against Muskego Eli Teeler uh overtime winner to start off the year so they got off on the right foot uh but you know between Teeler Wyatt Groth Tyler Genshaw uh Huntley Williams Nicolo Cortuccio uh Connor Churches are a bunch of seniors that have experience also too Ethan Warnke uh in that is a really solid goalie uh as a senior so I expect the Silver Eagles to kind of you know ride this wave I guess and get back in the wind column here pretty soon and it's a little bit interesting because when I talked with the uh, coach start off the year they had some really lofty goals uh they wanted to win conference which i thought you know was hey a potential chance but then the with the whole badger conference realignment it kind of snuck under my radar because oregon goes from the badger west now into the badger large and oregon went to state last year and they also bring back one of the top players in the state and andrew jicka uh, i believe is how it's pronounced um and so that's another team that's going to contend Beaver Dam obviously is really good, and then Wanakee. So a lot of talent in the Badger. 
uh, large. And then also, too, to shift from the east, I believe, Stoughton and McFarland moved out into the Badger Small, and those were two teams that were kind of towards the end of the standings last year. So you're going to have to beat a lot of good teams in that uh, conference. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what's going on for my boys' hockey team. And we have a couple minutes how about talking about girls hockey as well, too? Cap City, Ryan, Peter, that's actually both your guys' neck of the neighborhood. You guys yeah. get to tag team that one, so go for it. I, I've watched them twice, so I'll, I'll take the lead here. Yeah. Um, Cap, I, I watched them beat both uh, the Stoughton Icebergs and Cooley Region uh, Cyclones so far this year, and uh, it's it's all about in goals. Sophia Martinelli has been a just a, a gift to them, a freshman out of DeForest that has stepped up and been – Immediately ready for this level. They already have a big win over Viroqua, which is typically one of the better teams in the Badger Conference. Um, yeah, they, they had a setback recently. They just lost to Beaver Dam, a team that if you would have said that la- last year, I would have laughed in your face, but it's a very much improved program there in Beaver Dam. I don't know what what kind of what they've been putting in the beverages up there <laughs> to strengthen them up, but what a turnaround for them. That's been cool to see. But uh, Cap City definitely has some, uh, some conference – some conference hopes. They lost them to the Madison Metro Lynx, as as one does, but that that's more of an end of the year hope that you get into shape for that. That those Madison Metro Lynx, it's 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 their conference until they want to give it up. So it's uh it'll take a great effort from Cap City, but uh, some names that have already started to stand out this year: Brooke Ayers, Simone Deny on the defense. I mean, it is a, it's a huge help to Martinelli that it's pretty hard to get the puck to her with those two garden garden on defense. Good night. They're both just incredibly well built and incredibly crafty with their sticks. They're they're poke checks. I'm like, man, I, I would be mad playing against <laughs> them. I know that. And then uh, on the offensive side of, side of things, uh, players like Caitlin Nelson, uh, Caroline Catrano have really stepped up already in, in the goal scoring sense. They they got options at all three levels of the game where they've really uh, you know gotten off to a strong start. And even after that Beaver Dam setback, you know, last year they lost like what nine of their first 11. So yeah. anything that they've done to this point is already an improvement from last <laughs> year. So kind of more, more wait and see for this, for this coming year. Yeah. And then uh, for my team, uh, I got a couple of kids playing for the Stoughton icebergs. They've been, uh, you know, it's going to be a tough year for them, but you know, I'll look for more positive stories from them. Uh, Caitlin Posh uh, uh, forward uh, from Monona Grove uh, scored the other night. So that was nice to see. So I'll just, if you read my articles online, it's not going to be anything like, you know, critical. It's just going to be, the kids are out having fun. So we'll have to see what happens and maybe, they get a win or two uh, as we head towards the end of the year. But that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Cap City Sportscast. For my colleagues Ryan and Peter, I am Cal Hansteed, and we will see you next time. Thank you.